Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DGS and KMWAX. Beautiful day out there. A few minutes past 3 p.m. One hour from now, Judge Tom Frawley, Alvin Reed will be here for the Think Tank. Lots of stuff to talk about. Gonna do stairway to Kevin here, but first I just I couldn't uh, I couldn't believe this one. Uh, I think that Ted Cruz is the biggest dink knob in in the, the whole of Congress. Probably smart, but he's such a doucher. And uh, while all these things are going on and all these giant important things, did you see that he slipped in some legislation? No, he's trying to protect members of Congress. Uh, from being tracked or even spotted when they travel out of the country, <laughs> apropos of him going oh. to Cancun. Can you believe this guy? I, I don't understand. Like, it's illegal to take a photo of you at the airport? Oh, you can read it yourself, but it's all these protections that they Can't have. track their flights or something. we don't yeah. have. Yeah. But they have when they're trying to get out of town. Basically, it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't be okay for you to, like, talk about Oh, Ted, the, even though there's a Ted horrible, Cruz. yeah, even though there's a horrible energy crisis and everybody's freezing because the grid failed in Texas, Ted Cruz is hopping on a flight to Cancun, which is exactly what happened like three years ago. I know these people are unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm, not not to pick on Taylor Swift uh, again, but and you are tempting me. <laughs> I guess someone is tracking her private jet now because I mean that's all public information. We can all look this stuff up. Yeah, so people create these accounts and they let you know, like, hey, Taylor Swift is flying again. And I I didn't I only read the headline. I don't know if she's seeking some sort of legal recourse on this, but it's like, look. Here's the thing. You have so many privileges afforded to you by being who you are, by this position in life that you chose. Uh, Taylor Swift, you chose to do this by rising through the musical ranks, and now you're the most famous woman in the world. Ted Cruz, you're in the Senate. You ran for president. You're obviously a public figure. There are certain parts of your privacy that you just have to trade out. I shouldn't have to not be able to tell people that I saw you at the airport just because it hurt your feelings that one time because you made a very stupid move. And the argument that Taylor will make, because it's the same argument that Elon Musk made when he didn't want his flights being tracked, is that, oh, it's dangerous. What if somebody, what if a crazy person shows up, they see that my flight is going to Toledo and then they show up to, to the Toledo airport. Because to they'd just be able to get well, access to you right away. Well, that's the point. That's yeah, because they're walking through argument. the terminal. Right. right. You know, that's a bad faith argument because it's like, well, what you really want is you just don't want people to know that you use, that you, Taylor Swift, use your private jet like sometimes three or four times a day. 
Like, that's what you really don't want mm-hmm. people to know. Yeah, you don't I mean, want people to know that you are constantly using a private it, jet to fly around. The, the argument that was made, because Elon tried that, and the argument made against him was, it's not telling anybody where you are, it's where your plane is currently sitting. Mm-hmm. How long are you with your plane? You land, you get off, somebody else gets your bag, you're probably thrown into a limo, and you're gone. And nobody knows where you've gone from that point. Uh, it's like it's like people knowing where your house is. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're there. If you try to be honest. Mm, okay. If you were Elon Musk or Taylor Swift, which would you be flying everywhere private? Yep. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Are you of course. Me? I have brought enough shoulders to admit that. And they should just admit it to themselves, too. Like, if you're using up all those carbon emissions like you are, just own it because you're doing it. And, like, I don't blame you. I'm sure flying private, people say you don't want to fly first class because you'll never want to go back. I'm sure flying private is just a completely oh, different ball game. Yeah. And, but also, they, they have privacy concerns that are legitimate, right? I mean, when you are super wealthy, super famous, you have privacy and security concerns the rest of us that's don't a, have. That's an interesting question. Let's say that Taylor Swift were to fly first class on United. Is there any way that flight goes off normal? No. Well, I mean, she's got to be in the airport. She's got to go through security. Got to go through, uh, even if she, even if she does the pre-check, you still got to sit there in the terminal waiting for the board, plane to board. You think people of that level aren't going to be harassed, bothered, even if it's just for autographs or pictures? I mean, I, I and and who knows about some psycho being there, you know, deciding they're gonna their their moment of glory is going to be taking out Elon or taking out Taylor Swift. I mean, like they have legit reasons why they would fly that way. And I know people get mad at Taylor because she, you know, because she's, she's liberal. And that means she has the, uh, the environmental issues. I'm sure if you dug it, I don't know what she said about environmental issues, but she probably has said something. And that's what people are throwing back in her face on the, on the flight thing. But also, I mean, the amount that some, some people, and I, Taylor has definitely been guilty of this, the amount that they use it. Yeah. It's it's sort of like just one of those things where it's like, okay, but you didn't need to go from L.A. to Kansas City to New York, back to L.A., back to Kansas City, back to New York, back to Kansas City, back to L.A., back to Kansas City in the span of like a week and a half. You probably didn't have to do that. You could have just sat in one place, but the option is available to you that you say, I want, uh, I, what if I, I want to go to a fancy restaurant in New York and I live in Los Angeles? So I'll just hop on that, my plane and I'll be there in Isn't two that hours. only difference in a matter of degree? Yeah. From the way we use our cars? Yeah. But it's a, such a huge degree. I mean, I remember Kylie Jenner getting flack for this because she took like a 30 minute flight. And it's like, well, you could have you could have just taken a bus. It would have taken you a little longer and you would have saved a ton of carbon emissions. Just be a little more mindful. I'll, again, I can't stress enough. This is public information. It's not like they're hacking your computer and tracking. Right. So it turns out Taylor Swift is actually threatening legal action against this guy who's tracking her private jet. He's just a student somewhere. Um, she said that it's harassing behavior to post this kind of thing online. Disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Not when it's already public information because do you, and it's a bad look. Do yeah. you guys think, think she, because she's not always going to be this Taylor Swift. No one has a crystal ball, but just the trajectory. Do you think she will be super famous and beloved and just kind of fade away into her middle age? Or do you think something's going to go down? I have no idea. I mean. She doesn't seem crazy to me. No, I, I think she'll just keep making music. I do think as a woman in pop music, 
you're going to lose some relevance as you get older. I think that's just the name of the game. I mean, look at Beyonce, this whole thing, like, oh, she never wins album of the year. Beyonce was on top for like 20 years straight, people. Like she had a, she has and had an amazing career. Taylor will stay on top for what? But eventually she will lessen a bit, but I think she'll yeah. be able to keep touring for How about this as one? long as she wants. I think she's now the most successful musician ever, right? Hasn't she broken all the records? Yeah, I mean... And if not, she's going to in the next couple years. Mm -hmm. So let's just call it and say that she uh, trumps the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Beyonce and everyone who's ever picked up a guitar and sang into a microphone. She is the most successful ever. No one thinks she's the best ever, right? And I'm not trying to pick a fight with the Swifties. I'm just saying that you've had... Tens of thousands of musicians. You had the Beatles. You've had Jimi Hendrix. You've had Bob Dylan. You've had on and on and on and on and on and on. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that someone, it doesn't mean that whoever is the most successful is necessarily the most talented. But do you feel like there's a big gap? I I think. I think there are plenty of young women, young men who think she is the greatest of all time. Yeah. And it's not who, like... Who would say she's the greatest talent of all time? Yes. Her biggest fans, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, there are people that will argue... I mean, I, I would tell you that none of them are the greatest of all time, but I mean, it's because every, one of it, every bit of it's subjective. Mm-hmm. I think Eras... I think the tour she just went on was like the biggest, most successful tour. Well, I mean, it was the first billion dollar tour, but also, like, I think we need to put these things into context. There weren't 8 billion people on the planet when Elvis was as big as at his peak. You know, the, the, the prices, I mean, inflation changes the numbers. So what does that mean, inflation adjusted, to the first Beatles tour? When people were passing out in the stands because they were so excited to be there and screaming too much. I mean, I think that's the hard part for me is, yeah, the big numbers are there, but I do this in sports all the time. You know, when because we what we've done in sports is we've tried to make everything comparable relative to its era. So we can compare Babe Ruth to Mike Trout, but only within their era. And how much better are they than people in their era? How are their numbers compared to the numbers of their era? Well, I mean, maybe the Beatles in that time, what year was the first tour? 64. In 1964, if we looked at the amount of seats sold and the amount of money generated by that tour and adjusted for 2023 dollars and population numbers and distribution and exposure, maybe it would have been that big if we could find a way to neutralize for all of that. Well, and and culture is different, too. We have this whole other avenue of, like, I want to go out and I want to, you know, a concert is not just going to a concert and seeing music. It is a social event at a level that, I mean, when I first started going to concerts, it wasn't like this. You weren't taking photos. You weren't posting. You weren't turning it into like a days long thing it, that has just shifted. Mm-hmm. So now it, it's just a game changer with that. Um, if the Beatles don't measure up to, you know, even adjusting for all that, I still don't think it's fair to directly compare them because of those changes that Correct. we've seen in society. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of like in the, I don't think it was the Oscars. It could have been wherever the Barbie movie got the award for bringing in the most money. Right but didn't get the award for the best movie. And again, of course, it's all subjective. But I doubt many people, well, I don't know, I'm talking out of ignorance because I didn't see the Barbie movie, but I'm going to guess most people wouldn't look at the Barbie movie and look at Killers of the Flower Moon and say, oh, Barbie was the better piece of film, the better cinema. Andrew certainly wouldn't. Uh, But it did beat the crap out of Flower Moon 
at the box office. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we a lot of times we use the food analogies on this, right? Like, McDonald's might sell the most burgers. It doesn't mean their burgers are the best. Wow. Well well said. Mm-hmm. But but they're available. Everybody knows them. And, and I'm not trying to compare Taylor Swift to McDonald's. That's not the point. The point is that sales aren't always the measure of quality. But even, again, even if, if we were to compare the cost of going to a McDonald's now to, to 30 years ago, well, it's a lot cheaper. So you could say, well, McDonald's is making more money now. Sure they are. But how does that relate to the time period? Yeah. Okay. God forbid. You, you know, okay. I mean, we always, I, 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 I think we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once again, just we can put a pin in it. Like, Just send us your questions. <laughs> <laughs> 322 DGS on KMOX. Kevin. All right, let's stay with entertainment, and I want to throw something at you guys. Are television shows and movies better when chaos reigns? And by that I mean, like, anything could happen. Like, even the star could have their character killed off early. I know that when I watched uh, Game of Thrones, uh-huh. spoiler alert, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and one of the main characters went, like, the first episode, I... That's the first time that had happened to me. It's like when Michael Myers disappeared in the first Halloween. You're like, holy crap. Uh, that set the stage for me. I was like, okay, strap in. Yeah. And so the one of the stars from Stranger Things said this recently. It was uh, Gaden Matarazzo, uh, the, one of the kids in the thing. He said uh, he thinks that there should be more characters killed off in Stranger Things because it would basically add to the suspense. What fun is it if you know that, the, if there, that there's no danger to any of the main characters? You know they're all going to make it. And I think it makes a good point. And when I think of all the shows that I've loved the most, that's actually been true. Game of Thrones, it's at one point, especially after uh, after Sean Bean's character was killed, which is what I think you're referring to, right? Uh, to Ned Stark. Try not to say it, but like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, people know by now. N- people know by now. No, he now lives in Andrew's backseat. But the point is that when that happened, you're like, man, everybody's fair game. And then you have the Red Wedding. And every time you go through, like, they basically would kill anybody in that show. And that adds to the mystery in this. And I think the, the, what do you call it? The uh, suspense of watching. I think that was true for a lot of the Sopranos. Yeah. There were a lot of main characters that went to sleep with the fishes eventually. I mean, I think that that was something that made it more suspenseful. You're like, this might actually not go well for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of shows, there's like this built-in protection where you know, you know, Batman's not going to die in Batman unless the movie's called Batman Dies, in which case you and would know. even when Superman does die, they bring his ass back. But you know he's coming back. Right, right. It's not really the same when you know, okay, he's not dead. I'm just thinking of another one of my like all-time favorite shows, Gilmore Girls. Um, they killed everyone off in yeah, that, didn't they? Like, they, all they were, died. No one was in danger of, like, being beheaded <laughs> in the first few episodes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what was wrong with that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a very cozy, like, everyone lives in Stars Hollow and has, like, their nice little life. And there's drama. Sure, there's drama. But at the end of the day, everyone's physically safe. So I get what you're saying, but I don't necessarily agree that it makes the best television shows. Because if that kind of danger was lurking in Gilmore Girls, I think I would have had a very well, different Well, it's a different experience. show. Yeah, I guess we should I, I limit it to like, like action. Drama. Yeah, you know this. I don't like drama. Yeah, I, I had to I, stop watching the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean. I guess I mean to define it more in action type stuff. Yeah, 
Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, it would be weird I, if there was a constant threat of death in the Gilmore Girls. I, I do. Sometimes when I'm watching an action movie and I start to get stressed out of this situation, I'm like, well, they're not going to kill the main character so I can relax. It's like a coping mechanism <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, the other one could be, I know that nobody's really dying. Right. They're actors. It's fiction. Yeah. I do that one. Like, uh, I love horror movies. I'm not a big blood and guts horror movie guy, right. but I, I'll, I'll watch them. Mm-hmm. And some are done really, really well. And even when I just said and almost audibly tell myself, it's just prosthetics, they're not really getting their fingers cut off. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like your your mind. So I, I've read recently, uh, apropos of like anxiety, that when you think a thought, your brain doesn't know whether that really happened or not. And it stores it like it really happened. So don't think bad thoughts. And I think it's similar to slasher movies because my brain, smart part of my brain, knows someone just built that. But the dumb part of my brain's like, oh, my God, he cut his fingers off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Separate entertainment thing that ties okay. in, somewhat ties into this stuff. So I wanted, you mentioned the, the movie, the Sasquatch movie, Sasquatch yep. Sunset, where there's no, there's no dialogue at all. Yep. Other than, I guess, their Grunting. grunts and noises and all that. Um, there's no, but no speaking parts and they're all fully in yep. Sasquatch costume the whole time. So then why are there name actors in this movie? Why would you cast people that are well, known? It's their project. Oh, so Riley Keough and, yeah. and Jesse Eisenberg, like they're, they're the ones making I, it. I think so. Cause it just seems really weird to put people in it that are known for their name and for their looks and for their way of delivering lines yeah. when you have no look or lines. From what I've heard, it is. Not like a real movie, like the someone it's like, like a me fake would documentary see. almost. It's more like a piece of avant-garde art. Oh, because half the people at Khan got up and left, oh. which I think what is what they were looking for. Mm, great. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Oh, look how happy everybody is. Oh, my gosh. After we talk to Dave Murray, we'll be talking to Jen, who is our client from the Pasta House, who brought pasta for everybody. Oh. I'm so happy. <laughs> Dave, good luck keeping these guys' attention. Man, I tell you, I love their salad. Their salad oh, man, is out the best. of this world. Dave, I think this is so cool. There is a woman who, uh, so they're, they're having their 50th anniversary, 1974, they started. They've had one woman make their cheesecakes the entire time. I believe she maybe just recently retired, but for 50 years, no one made those cheesecakes but her. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That's hard to believe. I know. I think that's really, really neat. Oh. And um, they're awesome. And they're awesome. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous out there. Yeah, it's good. It's, you know, temperatures are in the fifties. Uh, this time of year we will take it, but uh, I'm going to do you even better come Friday. Friday's the warmest day of the week with a high of 69 degrees. Jeez. So I could see the show, uh, maybe going into a rerun. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Dave Murray. Dave's going to have sunshine sickness. (laughs) Yeah. Now I think I may have asked you this before, but this is not what they call a false spring, correct? No, uh, there's a lot of people thinking that. I'm getting a lot of emails and, and questions on, is this it? Are we done with winter? I don't think so. I really don't. I, do, I still think that starting around the 15th, 16th, that we're going to start to cool down again. I don't think it's going to be as brutal as what we had in January, but yeah. it, it's going to be pretty cold. And, you know, our winter goes through the end of March. So, you know, don't, don't start doing the gardens and do clean up and all that stuff. Don't do that. And I've been dying to ask you, what do you think of the term atmospheric river? Oh, it's the Pineapple Express. Back back in the day, that's what it was called because it's a moisture plume that comes right from the Hawaiian Islands. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically a low-level jet stream. And it's just, you know, a lot of terms, as we've talked about that on the national news, they've got to sex it up somehow. And so mm-hmm. it's the atmospheric river. Is that affecting you? Oh, big time. Tell we've us about had, it. We've had, uh, you know, the, the super heavy rain. We've had a 48-hour-plus rain event, uh, up to a foot of rain in the L.A. area. I'm south of L.A., but, you know, I've got – I haven't done the official measurement yet because it just hasn't stopped raining. Mm. But uh, I'm, at, I'm guessing I'm at least at about five inches of rain. Are the uh, are the local weather people just having a blast with this? It's it's just not. It's the anchors and the reporters. I mean, it is it is uh, out of control. Just out of control. How much longer does that go on for you guys? Uh, yeah, we. I think the the last batch of the super moderate to heavy rain has probably gone by, but scattered showers with us through Friday, and uh, and that's this is out for Southern California, not for St. Louis. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Dave, if you ever need any help, man, I went to a two-hour class last night, so I'm a meteorologist. Okay, okay. Oh, no, wait. You wouldn't I'm just be a, the first. No, I'm a trained <laughs> weather spotter now. Oh, cool. I love Woo! it. So, oh, did you take the severe weather course? I did. Oh, you I feel awesome. so smart. Oh, man. How much can now, I help you, Dave? <laughs> you are now in the weather nerd category, and that's a positive. That's a positive. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so my wife and I did the class last night, and it was they did it at the like the emergency management center. I guess they yep. do them all over the place, but it's run by yes. the National Weather Service in St. Yep. Louis, yep. and they do a class that basically just explains to you the things to look for if you want to be someone that can call in and say that here's what's happening on the ground as opposed to what's happening in the sky, right? Because the radar doesn't go all the way down to the ground. So they may not know 
that even if there's the conditions for a tornado, whether or not there's one on the ground, unless somebody mm. sees it. So people mm-hmm. that are trained in all of this, they get a number, you call that number, you make a quick report. Mm. And I, a lot of what I learned, Dave, last night was what they don't want you to tell them. Uh, <laughs> ignore these dumb little things. Don't call us for rain, for example. We know it's raining. Right. But yep. it's more for like damaging winds. Yeah, um, you know, and they want to know, if, you know, are you seeing a wall cloud? Yeah, are you, are you seeing a funnel? Are you, are you seeing anything? Yeah, they want to know the severe stuff, just not that it's raining or that. Boy, yeah, I think the wind's about twenty miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> they, that doesn't help. I learned what a scud cloud was. Oh, scud clouds. Yeah, are they look and like funnel clouds, fooled, but they're not spinning. A lot of folks are are fooled by scud clouds. They I know, think, oh, man. That's a funnel cloud coming down. Wrong uh, part of the storm. Not this. Wrong guy. part of the storm. <laughs> not Dave. Not me. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're geeking out here. Yeah. Did we? Yesterday was National Weather Person's Day. Did we? I didn't wish know that. Dave. A yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did talked the whole about joke John about Jeffries. farting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, then we went into too. that. Right. <laughs> okay. Sorry, the farting overshadows. I honored both of those yesterday, Dave. (laughs) I became a spotter and, well. And a spotter. Oh, it it, it kind of rhymes. Make it rhyme. Gross. (laughs) Oh, Dave, you hurt me. (laughs) Uh, Just, Just quickly with the weather, 59 tomorrow, mix of clouds and sunshine. There's a possibility of a couple of showers Thursday afternoon with gusty winds, 63 on Thursday. Good shot of rain showers Thursday night and then Friday, partly sunny, 69 for the high on Friday, 75 the record from 1943. It's cooler over the weekend, but not cold temperatures, kind of low 50s and count on rain showers again, especially Saturday night and Sunday. Have lunch, Rach. Brought to you by Schnooks. Reward yourself daily with the Schnooks Rewards app. I want to get uh, especially Wheels' uh, thoughts on this. The NLRB has mm. ruled that Dartmouth basketball players are school employees. So they should therefore be allowed to hold a vote on whether or not they can join a union. Yeah, this is really fascinating uh, because they don't give athletic scholarships in right. the Ivy League. The, the Ivy's right. Right. So I they're all, they're, yeah, they're all essentially walk-ons. I mean, they might be recruited. They might be told you're getting a spot, but you're essentially, for the purposes of financial aid and all that, you're a walk-on. Now, you can get academic aid or um, student loans and things like mm-hmm. that or grants if you're going to an Ivy League school, but they can't give you an athletic scholarship. So essentially all that money that's being generated by the Ivy League schools from their tournaments, their games, selling tickets, the the players aren't being given anything for that, right? Other than the chance to just go out on the court and play basketball. I mean, they're getting their shoes. They're, you know, they've got a facility, but like they're not getting a scholarship for it. They're not being paid for that work. So why why is that, by the way? Ivy's probably just an image thing. They don't want to be thought of as admitting students only for sports. So they just, they... They want to make, they want to keep that line in the sand. Um, and obviously everybody in college sports has benefited for decades and decades by basically getting free labor and only having the cost of going to college being, you know, the payment, yeah. which doesn't cost the school anything. The buildings already exist. The classes exist. You got you to feed those people and give them somewhere to live. That's your expense. But what um, makes them employees? Well, what they're saying, I mean, the fact that they are, their work generates revenue, but they're not getting paid for it. And I think somebody brought the case. I mean, it just wasn't randomly decided. Somebody brought a case about this related specifically to Dartmouth because I think they wanted to unionize. And this was the method of doing that. And what's interesting is whether or not this is going to have larger ramifications for college sports. Because if one school can unionize, well, then why can't why can't Alabama? Mm-hmm. Why can't Mizzou? Yeah. Why can't the SEC or the entire NCAA? 
And today there was a thing from Rick Pitino. We all know Rick Pitino, one of the most famous college basketball players, made a lot of money and also, by the way, has had a buttload of scandals. Like he has had a lot of scandals over the years. Uh, But he threw out an idea today essentially saying we should have a salary cap for players. We should cap what they can make from name, image, and licenses. And and I'm thinking, okay, first of all, uh, nobody's capping you as a coach. Nobody's arguing we should cap coaches. But also, it's illegal to cap payment in an industry without collective bargaining. You can't just decide that. Why? Why would he say that? What? Because what, he's his... an idiot. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, because these coaches are used to being able to dictate they whatever like they the want. Power yes. the they have the right. They have the power, and they don't think like, yeah, guess what? That would also be highly illegal to just impose a flat salary for an entire industry. You can do that as a company, right? Like, let's say Mizzou can say, well, nobody here is going to make more than this. They can decide that. But then when Alabama doesn't have a limit, guess who's getting all the players? <laughs> right? That, that, but you can't, as, a, as an industry, say, yeah. nobody in this industry can make more than this. Collusion. That's collusion, right. I mean, that's the, the definition of antitrust. There has to be competition. And if there are limits, like in pro sports, it has to be collectively bargained. So it's a fascinating time for this. Hmm. Because, you know, if they get classified as employees, they now get protection uh, that, that What's he, your best guess? Like, is that the future? Uh, I think it'll end up being more of a hybrid. But yeah, there, I think there's been there's been a push for a long time for there to be a group, whether it's a union or a guild or some kind, to represent player interests. And it and it loosely exists, but it's not officially like something that can bindingly negotiate terms. But I think it's going to go that route. Hypothetical question: Work for the college radio station, doing weather for them. Am I an employee? Is it a revenue generator? Could be. It could be, yeah. yeah. It absolutely could I be. I mean, I know that college basketball alone is probably $2 billion a year. Right. College yeah, football college is radio, probably three or four. Like that, right. But. I mean, so <laughs> I, I would argue that if you're if the work is producing revenue that is then considered, you know, an income, it's a business, well, then your your work should you should be given something for it. Uh, thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Sure. Welcome back, guys. DGS and KMOX, our very favorite person in the whole wide world, is here. It's only because I brought food. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't hurt. Uh, Jen is here from the Pasta House, and I didn't expect that we'd be talking about some of the best uh, chicken tenders I've ever had in my life. And that's not hyperbolic, right, guys? Fantastic. So Fantastic. I've had three, and they've been here for about five minutes. <laughs> Rachel just wants to get a good sample. I'm going yeah. thin mint mode. If you don't hear me, uh, you know you're, why. You're eating those. <laughs> well, so, who would have thought at an Italian place that nope. you'd have something better than chicken wings? And what a better week to talk about what we have than yeah. Tell us about the Taylor Swift Day coming up on Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes. Um, we hand bread them, so if you, um, you know, they're not chicken wings, they're boneless, but yep. we hand bread them. We literally take the chicken and we dip it in the egg yolk and um, use our own seasoned breadcrumbs that we made that morning and um, deep fry them. And they're, uh, we make them with our Mount Vesuvius, like a, a hot... Um, it's not very hot, I shouldn't say. Not Which spicy. Was very yeah, see, I'm not a big, big hot guy. These are phenomenal. Yeah. They're like more and of a medium. They're juicy yeah. and they're good, but I mean, they're better than chicken wings. And so everybody have try them. Everybody loves them. And, yeah. you know. Um, if you trust me on one thing during this whole show, trust me on this. Get these and take them to your Super Bowl party. Mm. Yeah. They are that good. 
really good. How's the 50th anniversary going? You yeah, it's going insane? great. A lot of things going on. Um, we're doing a lot of things in our restaurants, but we have our 50-cent toasted ravioli to celebrate our 50th anniversary. And we have um, some uh, great pastas, including our spaghetti and meatballs, which we make our meatballs homemade every day, and our tomato sauce and everything. Um, our pasta con broccoli and lasagna, all those are on special um, with for $19.74. They come with our famous Pasta House Company salad. Um, we give huge, huge uh, helpings. So I always say, you know, it's I know it's 1974, but what you get for that is a lot of food. And yeah. it's and it's fresh and it's homemade. And, um, yeah, we're excited to celebrate this You didn't this year. hear it, but we were just mentioning that you're going to be on when Dave Murray was on. And Dave lost his mind about the salads, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> he was just like, oh, my God, the Boston salad. Uh. Um, Good. Yeah. Well, I will say then. Um, we have a game day special if you want to get that. And you can get it any time of the year because people take it and they use it for trivia nights when they um, do that or they're having people over to watch, you know, the Cardinals game or something. But this is great for Sunday. You get for um, you get our toasted ravioli, you get the Mount Vesuvius chicken, and you get our Pasta House Company salad. So all that, it feeds 8 to 10 people, and it's $65. And take it. It's already it's in its own containers. Everything's all good and Everybody loves it. I love it. That's so good. So I know I have things that I can talk about, but you have some notes there. What What would you like to talk about while you're here? About oh, well, I just wanted to highlight the 50th anniversary, I guess, and let everybody know that we've been around in the community for 50 years. So it's great to talk about because it's not just about our food, but it's the camaraderie and the people that have worked there and who have dined there and celebrated grandma's birthday and graduations and things like that. So mm-hmm. we're excited. So I, you know, if you haven't been there in a while, come on down. If not, we have great online ordering now. Um, you know, and pasta is a great food to take out. So let's talk about mama cheesecake. So tell me the story again. I'm yes. afraid I got some of it wrong. Well, so we actually have a relative, a um, sister of our owner who makes the cheesecake Every week she comes in, she's got her white apron on and she starts from the beginning and she makes our own homemade cheesecake and then we get them out to all of our stores. And she's been doing that the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same, same person. So something tells me if you you tried to step in and help Marianne, you would give a little attitude. (laughs) Oh yeah. She doesn't want you in her kitchen. You can't. No. Yeah. But, um. But they're delicious, and it's yeah. all all fresh, homemade, and that's how everything else is. It's another thing that um, you know we always forget about in our restaurants. It's not just food that is taken out of the freezer and we pop it in. It's I mean they're cutting up the carrots and they're cutting up the celery and making their own meat sauce. Yeah. And so homemade. About a minute left here. Let's feature Kirkwood and let's feature your bars. Yes. So our new location out there in Kirkwood. Um, it has an awesome bar. It has um, we just redid the beer menu. So if you like beer. Um, we have every kind. I'm not a great beer person, so I don't know, but I, I did do the menu and the guys let me taste everything and, um, we went through it. So, um, that's always great. And it's great to watch the games at also. Um, and we have a, a wonderful patio out there in the Kirkwood area. So we'll be opening that pretty soon, especially with this weather, the way it is oh, today. no kidding. Okay. So for the big game or for anything going on, the Vesuvius chicken, is it all the time or is it just for the game? 
Um, oh, no, we have it all the, all time. the time. Oh, yeah, Good. we have a special every day. You can get it on no our lunch menu. That. I just got <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can get that uh, that in a salad every day. I forget exactly how much it is, but it's on our lunch menu, and it's it's perfect. Beautiful. Um, you, know, you also have Lent coming up, so we have a lot of meatless options for that. And don't forget for Valentine's Day, great to uh, take out online order, have it sent to your house. Come on in, bring the family, however you want to celebrate. So all things Pasta House at PastaHouse.com. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.